Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. Falling pregnant is an interesting experience. Interesting as it's the first time that what you put into your body could affect someone else. There are guidelines around what foods to avoid and what not to drink, but what about when it comes to medicines and vitamins? David Addenbrook is an obstetrician and the co-author of Nine Months, The Essential Australian Guide to Pregnancy. Hi, David. How are you? I'm surrounded. Let's start with vitamin supplements. Are there any vitamins that you should actually avoid during pregnancy? Um, I guess the key one is vitamin A. Um, so we, we do know that high-dose vitamin A can lead to birth defects. So that's not something that you're usually going to find yourself uh, too exposed to in high levels. The main dietary source can be in the liver, so things like pate. Um, but if you were taking something with a high dose of vitamin A, which is usually used for skin and acne, then that's something to definitely avoid. Now, I don't know if you've heard of this particular vitamin combination, but many people will... Uh, wax lyrical about armor force, talking about how it's the wonder vitamin combo that will stave off colds. Do you mm. know if that's something that you can take during pregnancy? Um, I, I can't remember exactly what's in, in those particular things, but when it comes to cold and flu, I've got no problems with the, the more natural remedies like echinacea and um, the ones that are sold from that perspective, uh, honey and lemon and eucalyptus. The main um, cold and flu warnings are related to the pharmaceutical drugs that have something which actively dries up your sinuses because they can cause a bit of tachycardia in the baby and we don't know they're safe. So that's um, something like Codril, for example? Yeah, so some of those brands that have the pseudoepidurin or the different types, the, the more modern ones that are actively drying up sinuses. So you can certainly have the paracetamol for fever and body aches. Um, you have a bit of codeine if you really need that, which was traditionally in cold and flu tabs before it became prescription. But um, some of the ones with the other medications for sinus to, to drive a snobby nose, they're not that those components aren't thought to be as safe. And would that uh, include so. antihistamines then? Because I'm assuming they act the same way to dry up a runny nose. Slightly different with antihistamines. They're more for sort of itch and allergic type issues. But there are some antihistamines that are safe as in their category A from the, the data we know from 50 years of experience. They're, they're often in the class of antihistamines that cause a bit of drowsiness. The more modern antihistamines that are non-drowsy, uh, drowsy, they uh, are category B. So when they're not known to cause any harm to the baby, but you only use them as a last resort. And often I will tell women to use those uh, in the nasal preparations, so something that limits your whole body exposure. And um, in terms of antibiotics, we've heard a lot about how taking antibiotics in pregnancy can actually impact your baby's immunity after they're born. Is there any truth in that? Should we be trying to avoid antibiotics unless we're, you know, absolutely desperately need them? Yeah, look, uh, the whole idea of the mother's microbiome, which was the term we used for the balance of healthy bacteria affecting the baby, is something that uh, there's a lot of people looking into and it's very topical. I guess the way that it would affect baby is more in terms of the, the balance of bacteria in the mother because before the waters break, inside the uterus is meant to be a sterile space. There's no bacteria. They don't have their own exposure to the developing immune system. And the antibiotics themselves aren't going to impact the immune system or the mother's immune system. It's more to do with what bacteria are around and then what bacteria the baby then gets used to ex exposure. 
Um, a very topical issue with that is the idea of vaginal seeding when women have an elective caesarean. So the baby bypasses the vaginal canal, there's no exposure to those healthy folks. So a lot of women now are requesting that we put a little sponge in the vagina and before we, we do the seizure, we take that out. When baby's born, we dab it around their face or on the mother's breast to try and help with that bacterial balance. When it comes to antibiotics, I guess the key thing is there are some antibiotics that are possibly harmful to the baby and there's a lot that are thought to be quite safe. So it's just making sure that the doctor who describes and has looked into that aspect of it. And what about antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication? Yeah, so certainly that, that needs to be discussed with the doctor. There are some that are safer than others in terms of an effect on the baby. The last thing I want any woman to do is just go cold turkey off their antidepressant or anti-anxiety meds when they're pregnant because then they're very likely to have a reflex drop in their mood and that could be much more harmful to mother and baby. Most of the modern antidepressants are more of a concern for a transient withdrawal for the baby and that's not something that will have any long-term quantifiable effects in the future. It's more just the baby might be a little bit irritable in those first few days, might need a bit of extra observation if they're withdrawing a bit from their in utero exposure to those drugs. Are there any of, uh, any of the vitamins or medicines that we've discussed just now that might have been unsafe during pregnancy but are then safe to take while breastfeeding? I'm thinking in particular about something like something that might dry up your nose if you've got a cold. Yeah, look, the, the, um, the safety for pregnancy use and the safety for lactation, so exposure in the breast milk, they've got different categorizations in the, in the, the, the literature that's available for each drug. So, yeah, certainly there are some drugs which are fine to use when you, the baby's actually out that you don't, you don't use um, while the baby's in utero that you can use while you're breastfeeding. So a common over-the-counter example of that would be ibuprofen, which we tell pregnant women to avoid while they're pregnant for pain and headaches and fever because it can have an effect on the, the vessels around the baby's heart or the fluid around the baby. But when the baby's out, that's perfectly safe to breastfeed on and we're, we're giving women ibuprofen for their perineal pain for their stitches and things. So, yeah, they, they each, each drug needs to be individualised for the effect it could have coming through the breast milk on a, on a baby that's born versus how it can cross the placenta, and they have different mechanics there. David, thank you so much for your time today. No worries, thank you. That's David Addenbrook. He's an obstetrician and the co-author of Nine Months, The Essential Australian Guide to Pregnancy. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.